Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Identity Podcast. We're just joking around, having a good time. Uh, <laughs> it's been it's been really fun. But uh, welcome to the Identity Podcast. Thank you as always for tuning in, for listening, watching the Identity Podcast, and of course subscribing to us as well. It's such an honor. Once again, we are presented by Find Your ID NYC. I am one of your co-hosts, Caleb, along with my fellow and lovely co-host Tarek. I love saying that. <laughs> I love it's when you been- say it, man. <laughs> Well, that's an honor. Uh, well, it's been it's been uh it's been it's been a it's been a day. Let's just say that. But we are here. We're having a great time, and I'm so excited to be here with our very special guest as we continue the environmental series. We talk about sustainability. We talk about uh, eco lifestyle, eco influencers, eco consciousness, whatever it may be. We talk about all this together, right? And I think it's it's just fascinating, and it's great to know that there are individuals out here in this world, such as our guest. Leslie Webb. Hi, Leslie. How are you? Hi, great. How are you doing? Hello. What's up? I'm very cheery today. I had a lot of sunlight. How about you? Thank what you. did you do today? <laughs> Sunlight's great. No, I was inside all day because it was raining, but I also had work, so it was a good day. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> it actually ended up raining. It actually ended up raining right after I did the promo. So I was so excited really? to get that out on time. Yeah, oh, wow. I, was I was like, the sun is shining and trees. And then literally <laughs> torrential rain. I was just like, what? <laughs> I'm so glad that I was able to get it done so early. But welcome. Um, this is the Identity Podcast where we talk about our identities and we share what we're doing with our lives with the public as they sit and they watch us and they grow and they learn from our, our Spotify profiles. Check us out on all these things that are wherever you're listening to this right now, definitely support, share, like, all that fun stuff. Um, it'll make Caleb a very happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> so happy. Like, so happy. Really happy. <laughs> so, so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. To add on to what Tark was saying, go ahead and uh, like us on all streaming, yeah. on all social media platforms. We are officially on all social media platforms. So go ahead and give us a follow at the Identity Podcast and go ahead and check us out on all streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you love the Identity Podcast and want to sponsor us, well, guess what? You can email us at pressatfindyouridnyc.com for more details and we'll get back to you with that. So pretty cool stuff yeah right there at the bottom uh i feel like a youtube subscribe uh yeah right we <laughs> we're live via there, youtube man. we're almost there <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> well welcome welcome leslie and what a show show <laughs> <laughs> no i'm joking um what is eco consciousness to you and how did you come upon this idea i mean this is the first time we've used this term right not really right um, uh, yeah, it's the first time we've used I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Leslie. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, yeah, so eco-conscious to me is kind of being mindful about, you know, what you do every day, the choices that you make, like the products you buy, the food you eat, where it comes from. So kind of thinking about, you know, the things that you choose every day, um, you know, like what type of transportation you're going to take. Um, and kind of thinking about how it affects yourself, um, but also how it affects other people and the environment as well. That's kind of my definition of eco-conscious. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. That's definitely where we've definitely touched on some of those subjects. Uh, I can definitely attest to that. So um, when did it start for you? When did you start taking a look at your environment and realizing we have a place in this world? When did it start? Like what, what year or 
maybe not what year that sounds a little <laughs> specific but you know what what changed in your life that made you more what focused date on that? and time yes <laughs> your coordinates <laughs> when did you plant your first tree <laughs> <laughs> well you know um i think i think back to when i remember when i was five years old we're gonna start there um i was in the car with my mom and we were sitting in the car at an atm drive through and i remember seeing the car in front of us and they threw their cigarette butt out the window and i just freaked out i was like mom can you please tell them to pick it up and she said no and so i said well i'll you know what i'll tell her to pick it up myself like i was just livid because they littered and so i don't know where this came from this kind of passion for do right you know don't litter but ever since then i've been really just in love with nature and love with conserving the environment and love with animals so um let's see and then um i guess you know into high school i really loved environmental science um i took an environmental science class in high school and fell in love with the concept of learning about the earth learning about you know just trees and animals and nature um, and then, you know, comes college, and I was privileged enough to go to college and graduate. And so, with college, I really, yes. <laughs> and then, um, with college, I really got into learning about sustainability. Um, and like my passion just kind of grew from there um, because I've never really thought of the, like the concept of sustainable living um, until I took this awesome sustainable living class. And this class had a lab with it where we actually were able to create a garden like on campus um so we like you know i think there's like six people in my class <laughs> so it's a really small major um but the community yeah, garden were, yeah yeah community for sure yeah, it really did yeah and so with this garden we created these you know six raised beds and um we like measured everything out make sure you know we had all of our supplies we planted you know veggies and at the end of the class, we actually were able to enjoy the food that we planted and we had a nice, beautiful, delicious salad. Um, and then we also incorporated Sounds chickens good. in our garden too. And we were able to have fresh eggs um, and just, you know, feed the chickens. And we were able to kind of work with um, our cafeteria, our dining hall, and we were able to um, get their food scraps, like their salad bar scraps and feed that to the chickens. Um, so it could have, you know, a good healthy diet. And so, I I wish, you know, the education system or just other people who were in school were able to kind of learn about gardening and learning about, you know, where your food comes from and how it's grown and the time it takes to really, you know, grow your food and eat it. Um, but it was an awesome experience for me to learn about sustainability and kind of being mindful and just thinking about, you know, where your food comes from and who made it and what's in it. So um, I just, I really got a huge grasp on myself and who I was um, learning about sustainable living. Wow, I, I, that was quite a, quite a journey right there. I mean, I honestly love the idea of the ecosystem. I love the idea of community that you were able to foster. You know, it may have been a small amount of people, but think about that percentage of people that like, just thought you guys had green thumbs. It's much more than that, you, you could say, right? You know, uh, being able yeah. to kind of experience it um, it's almost like living life. Like what were we doing before supermarkets? What were we doing before all this stuff? Like, I don't know, what, what is your ancestry by the way? Where, where do you um, hail from? Where do your people hail from? Um, well, I don't know personally, but I know my parents, okay. they did the ancestry DNA and mm -hmm. um, their ancestry um, is from Nigeria. 
So I would say that that's me too. <laughs> well, I mean, even 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 um, more contemporary. I, I was just curious because I know you are um, in the South as well, and that's a huge yeah. agricultural country, um, country, yeah. <laughs> country size. I meant to say, um, and I think that it's just something healthy mentally to just see where we're going with this whole thing, like um, putting your hand to something and growing it, and it's just it's it's a part of you, and I think that it almost sustains you much much more than if you just bought it, you know, willy nilly. You took time with these things. You took time with people around you and you added love to create the growth. And I think that's super like, that's just super awesome. I, I, can, I can't really say too much more about that in the sense of that I implore everyone else to kind of like go out there and learn how to grow something. I think it's very healthy, especially during this time period in 2020 uh, or this change over since 2020, there's been like, a lot of solitary energy and like learning how to be about yourself and all this other stuff. Well, what a better friend than a plant, you know, everybody needs a little group, <laughs> a little, a little group size friend Aww. to help you, right? Exactly, right? <laughs> to put you at ease because honestly, that's what the plants do. You know, they, 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 uh, they provide oxygen and all sorts of other stuff, let alone the nutrition that you were able to, to do. Um, I'm curious too, that you said you were able to garner a bit of a partnership or a connection with, um the cafeterias so how was that process did you kind of feel like this is much more of a realistic thing like the sustainability is actually like on the forefront of making much uh much bigger moves and making bigger transitions yeah it was kind of awesome to learn about you know use the resources that you have in front of you and you know that's what we were able to feed the chickens and you know we're also reducing our food waste which is also you know a huge issue going on right now with food waste um, so I think it was great that we were able to kind of spread the word on campus that, you know, we're reducing, you know, food waste in the cafeteria, you know, by using their salad bar scraps, um, because, you know, so much food's thrown out, unfortunately, food that just sits out and gets thrown out and it's not eaten. Um, so I think it's important to really touch the issue on food waste, for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I think that um, I, I was curious. So after college, or unless you had some questions about that, Caleb, did you have anything to say about that? No, no, go ahead. Oh, okay, continue. okay. I, I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to rush past that part. But actually, so after, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> call me off guard. Sarcasm. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess just moving on. So like, you had this big experience. You basically kind of like formed a sister slash brotherhood with all these people, and kind of made a difference in your community um, in a very significant way. I'm curious to see, like, did you ever feel like unfulfilled or is it like, what made you want to keep doing more? Or what um, made you like, think, grow to do some of the things that we're going to talk about <laughs> moving forward? Yeah. 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 Like, I think I became like so passionate about like, wow, you know, I created this garden, you know, with these other people, amazing people. And I learned so much from my professors and I just kind of wanted to continue that lifestyle. Um, and kind of, I guess, you know, since, you know, when you move, you, I guess when you graduate college, you kind of, you know, you're on your own. So, you know, I wanted to incorporate this kind of lifestyle of sustainable living into my lifestyle. And so with that, um, I had a lot of free time because um, I moved to DC, worked and lived in the city and had a lot of free time commuting on the Metro to and from work. And so um, with that, I started writing. Um, like my ideas or my thoughts about, you know, living sustainably and how people can really think about simple, easy ways to live sustainably, um, a way that you don't have to, you know, buy something or a way that, you know, you can easily switch to something else 
Um, so I really kind of just thought of like the ideas of writing, but then it turned into vlogging <laughs> with an awesome candle company. Um, so I think um, I really just loved and wanted to keep going um, and pushing the idea of living sustainably on my own um, and encourage others um, to think that or to know that they can make, you know, they could make some lifestyle changes or they could, you know, use something um, or reuse something <laughs> um, just to better, you know, the lifestyle, sustainable living. Yeah, well, let's, let's recycle this knowledge, let's reuse this knowledge and reduce our waste indeed. Right. So I'm in New York and there's so many motorcycles outside. <laughs> um, no worries. But uh, yeah, everyone's having a, a great time here. It's nice out. But forgive everyone who's not in the country. People enjoy to ride motorcycles in the middle of the afternoon. So um, uh, I think that what I was going to say was as far as you using the power of your voice. So this is something that Caleb and I have talked about multiple times, especially since mm -hmm. we started um, in August. So kudos to that, almost coming full circle with that year. Um, I think, thank you. I think um, our biggest thing has been like, we have such powerful people that come on this show at mm -hmm. any given point in time, including you as well. And sometimes Caleb and I kind of, we kind of look at each other like, how did we get here? You know what I mean? In the sense of <laughs> what are we doing amongst all of these beautiful people Every day. I think every day. <laughs> we're always confused. <laughs> but the reality of what I'm trying to highlight is that we're using the power of our voice and um, the power of our own you know, circumstance, as well mm -hmm. as our connections to actually help people. And it's a lot of what, what you're doing as well, uh, especially with blogging. Um, or Do you vlog at all or is it just blogging at this point? Um, it's just blogging right now. It's blogging, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, just blogging and writing stuff down. I mean, I'm on the subway quite a bit. And if I wrote some of these ideas down, maybe I wouldn't be podcasting. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> everything comes off the top of my head. Um, but I think what I was trying to ask, and this is a very pungent, uh, pungent, poignant question. What do you believe your family believes about what you've been doing? And how have you been able to kind of change some of what those thought processes? That's Especially a really since good it's a you know <laughs> <laughs> that's a really great question um and i don't want to you know call my family out or anyone else but i did you say know, family sometimes... so you don't have to say like mom is really not <laughs> <laughs> like everybody like my brother totally, or else. even just you know people or friends in general sometimes they think that you know you're just this hippie girl and you're just doing this weird thing and it's just, I don't know, it's just a different way of living or a different way of just kind of thinking about and just, just the concept of being mindful, just, you know, being mindful of, you know, what you use, what you buy, what it is, where it comes from, um, you know, if it's good for your body, stuff like that. Um, so I really, and I think, you know, me writing, creating a blog and stuff like that really just shows how serious I was and just kind of wanting to, you know, share my thoughts and ideas and share that with the public. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I only put, point that question and, and not to push you in any particular way, but I, I just wanted to show you the allegory of just how that small percentage of people were even able to, you know, experience what you experienced in your same college. And I don't know how many people went to school with you, but just imagine that's the larger macrocosm that we're dealing with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really know how to farm that well. Um, I've, I've tried and I've done some stuff, but you've been able to kind of like 
experience it, you know, do this visceral thing and also eat it literally <laughs> viscerally. So I think, um, and also don't forget the chickens because you've mentioned the chickens like three times. <laughs> but, so cute, no, they were very cute. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, but, but yeah, jokes aside, I really just wanted to kind of um, uh, use your voice again as an example for all of the guests that are listening to us um, in other countries and other places and um, sometimes the demographic may seem very small in that moment, but if you're able to focus on something that you really loved, you're able to kind of create the community around it. And I think by putting your word out there, there's going to be like-minded individuals that are like, yeah, somebody's saying something about this. There'll be a lot less haters than you would actually realize. So I just, just wanted to highlight to everybody that like continue to push forward, continue to be conscious, think now eco-conscious and stuff, uh, <laughs> and making sure that everyone is, um, you know, doing the best that they can in this in this process because that's really what it is. We we're here to just foster community. So, you know, whether it be trash or growing or just using your voice, um, it can definitely work. So, what um what other what other uh, ways have you practiced sustainability? I, I was going to mention specifically one of the businesses, but I don't know if you wanted to bring that up yet. Um, so yeah, so um, I connected with uh, Peace Stick Candles. It's the um, eco-friendly candle company, and um, they use you know non-toxic wax, um, and they use cotton wicks, um, and they reuse the jars. Um, you can actually you know resend your jar back once you're done with your candle, and they'll you know reuse it, which is awesome. Um, is so awesome. I connected with them, and they're really uh, close friends of mine as well. Um, and I, you know, showed them some of my writings and my blogs because I started, you know, blogging about, you know, alternative options, um, you know, to reduce your waste or um, alternative options of like, you know, where you buy your groceries um, or, you know, what you use every day. Um, and they were totally for putting, you know, my blogs on their uh, website. So <laughs> I was really grateful for that um, <laughs> just to kind of put my words out there just like that because I didn't have a, you know, I don't have a website of my own. I have my Instagram page and I have the blog on Peacesake's website. Um, so that's how I kind of started off last year, actually, is when um, they officially went live on Peacesake's website, my blog, um, because, you know, being quarantined, I kind of had you no know, more time to myself, more time to think. Um, and more time to kind of work on myself and who I really was as a person. Um, and I feel like I really grew um, in the sector of kind of educating myself more about and the environment and environmental justice um, and, you know, learning that I had a voice um, and learning that, you know, people care and people want to hear you and people want to learn from other people. And I think it's awesome that we can kind of just connect you know, in all different ways, especially, you know, virtually. Um, so that's where I started. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, think about it, like how would we have gotten here unless you made those decisions in the past? And that's often how I tell Caleb, you know, we make these small, not small steps, but we make steps. And this is something I've been dealing with a lot through my life. <laughs> so get into the counseling part of the, um, the podcast. But I think that, you know, it's very easy to see these very daunting tasks. Like, let's just save the entire world like tomorrow <laughs> it can be very overwhelming you know <laughs> especially if you're doing it by yourself um you know so i i think that you know taking these much smaller chunks and taking out time to be with yourself and learning what you can actually do and what you can provide mm -hmm. and also valuing your voice like you said before you even said a word you know um you know i i had I had a lot of issues in the beginning about what i was talking about but caleb encouraged me and i encouraged him and then more people encouraged us and then 
so on and so on and now we're here so i think that um <laughs> that's, that's how we got here <laughs> we floated here. yes um, all i did was smile <laughs> oh god but um yeah i, I just say that to say like just i just want to encourage people like you know what what inspires you to write i guess that's another question that i had for you so i know the train is so like what's like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna go write about this like what about your most recent thing I, I feel like we could bring up something like that what was the most recent piece that you wrote oh let me think about that for a second let's see if i remember because <laughs> i have you know like i kind of write in advance but i have things saved i see um I see. <laughs> so i can't really pinpoint the last thing i wrote about oh wait i, I remember now okay so I wrote about um, being sustainable um, in a hygiene way um, in the bathroom. And so I wanted to, you know, you know, get personal about, you know, the things that we use in the bathroom, um, you know, such as water usage, um, such as, you know, the products we use um, and the packaging that our products come in. Um, and then also, you know, our toothbrushes and, you know, where they come from. Um, if they're plastic or bamboo. So I kind of talk about thinking about what you can do uh, during your bathroom routine to be a little bit more sustainable. And I always try to think of like something really simple or easy, but I know that, you know, not everyone has access to simple and easy tasks. So I just try to really think about what can be like a possible switch. So I thought about having, you know, the shower gel that you use just to be a, you know, a bar of soap. And that reduces your waste completely, <laughs> um, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and I think about also the products that we buy, um, hygiene-wise, of where they come from. Um, and so, I currently I like buy my hygiene products from a local um, store in DC, um, mm -hmm. and I think that's like supporting a small business um, for any kind of products is always like, yes, go to do it, um, because I don't know, it's just like you want to support the people around you. Um, and yes, it's easy to go to the store and buy whatever, but it's also, it's just, I don't want to say it's good to do this. Like, I, it's just, it means something different when you know that the person that, you know, you're talking with made this for you and you know what the ingredients are. They can be simple or easier ingredients to even learn to understand and to know. Um, so I really try to simplify you know, the products that I use and making sure like I understand the ingredients and what they are and you know, not, you know, I don't have everything. I don't know all the ingredients in my stuff, but, you know, the things that I can control, um, like my scope, like I can easily get that. So yeah. um, I think it's just kind of about thinking what little changes you can really make um, in your routines. Um, so that's when I talked about bathroom routines. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Great. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Um, I use charcoal toothpaste. I love it. Oh, that's uh, charcoal awesome. and um moringa seed there's like this yeah. five in one thing Ooh. you know you know that one Caleb yeah I do know what you're talking about actually yeah. it's really good I really enjoy it um and I also use a BPA free toothbrush mm -hmm. um yes. so that definitely helps a lot look at and you go Tart I'm yes. going <laughs> <laughs> yes can you can you can you explain why um maybe liquid gel is so bad because I know some people Ooh. that use Dr. Bonner's or like um, Castile soap or stuff like that. Yeah. So I, so from my perspective, I always think of reducing my waste um, and my kind of mindful routine. And so mm -hmm. 
Like I use bar soap because like where I buy it and for my local store or for my local business, it comes uh, packaged uh, plastic free and packaged in seed paper. And so I just think about reducing my waste to something that I can do to contribute to the environment and myself um, and others. Um, and also, you know, I like the ingredients that the bar soap uses as well, it's all natural. Um, so I was just thinking about ingredients and how it's packaged just to reduce my waste because that's something that I'm really passionate about is reducing my waste. Um, but I like, I'm not gonna like put down anyone who uses, you know, shower gel, Ooh, like it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, sustainability is really just on your own terms and where you can start, you know, it doesn't have to be one way. There's no one way to be sustainable. It's wherever you are now, whatever you want to do or you can do, try it out. Try it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree with you there, Leslie, uh, Leslie. That That is like, I think that's something that I personally have really tried to get the point across throughout this series is like, you know, being sustainable is your own thing. But there's definitely, you know, a level to where we can all be sustainable in our own ways and we can all continue to try and be better, right? Because I'm sure the three of us are very sustainable creatures. We do, we try to do our best <laughs> each day, you know, day in, day out and everything. I mean, Tarek uses a BPA-free toothbrush, so pretty sustainable. <laughs> 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 no it teeth really at all. It really is all about, <laughs> <laughs> really is all about the small stuff. <laughs> I use bamboo. It's rough. It's rough, yeah. Leslie. That's rough. That's yeah. the only thing I don't do. That's the joke I'm making. It's just like, yeah. I'm, uh, sometimes it can get it can get a little out of hand. You know, like like you know reusable underwear. You know, all that stuff. Like, no, you're not into it. Not into it. There was the, uh, oh, what was it? There was a couple shows ago where we had someone on the show and they were talking about, um, like, underwear or, or swimsuit. It was like a something, water bottles, recyclable water bottles uh, being turned into a swimsuit. Oh, yes. I remember that. I remember yes. that. It was, it was that. so it fascinating. Cool, though. Yeah, yeah, it, it was really so cool, fascinating. Though. Yeah. And this entire this company does that. Like they take they take uh, different recyclables and they create clothing out of it. Like mm -hmm. water bottles That's turned awesome. into a swimsuit, and and I think it was some some sort of other plastic turned into uh, like jeans or like a jacket or anything, or like, like a bag or yeah, yeah a couple of different just, things. Yeah, just so cool. And and I think that's really important. And and to I guess finish what I was saying before we joked, uh, but but. Uh, what, what, with what you're saying, Leslie, I completely agree with you. And, and I and I feel that this show is, is a great way for us to be able to talk about this because as Tark mentioned at the beginning of the show, is like, you know, this is an opportunity for us to use our voices, right? Because we can go do these things. We can do it on a daily basis and we can be sustainable creatures and we can promote it on our social media, but we also get to do this as a podcast and be able to talk and share our voices and say, this is how we do it. Um, but here's, you know, someone else with a different perspective saying that this is how they do it. And maybe they recommend this, or maybe like, yeah, I do it this way, but you don't have to do it this way, but it's like, you know, create your own thing as well. Being sustainable. We've had so many guests throughout the series that have been able to bring a new perspective to life. And it's awesome. It's fascinating. We have you as a sustainability editor. We have, we have individuals that have been, uh, you know, they have their own organization that's all about picking up trash and being sustainable with it. And we have eco influencers and we have, um, 
eco-fashion designers, you know, sustainable fashion designers and, and uh, environmental advocates, whoever it may be, these individuals doing their their own thing during their niches and and they're uh, they're discovering themselves and I guess this leads into my question finally um, but but uh, with with this um, and your journey in finding this passion of writing and, and being able to edit and and talk about sustainability another passion of yours where where does where is this line of your love for writing come from is it does it stem from sustainability and so you love to write about it as well or do you simply just where does your love of writing come from that's a great question caleb um i think my love of writing just kind of appeared because i was passionate about something that i wanted to speak upon um and i think that you know the subject of sustainability um you know leads to so many different sectors it you know leads to you know, the environment, environmental conservation, um, environmental justice, and thinking about how we live and how other people live. And so I felt like that I just had this passion inside of me where I wanted to share, you know, my opinions about, you know, just thinking mindfully about the choices that we make in our lives to better the environment, and you know, that can better ourselves and other people as well. Um, and I think it's always great to share stories and to share your ideas and opinions about how you live your life. Um, in ways that, you know, it could help you in the end and help the environment, really. But no, I, I completely agree with you, Leslie, uh, about writing. You know, I, I have this passion and love for writing myself. And, and there are certain things that, you, you know, when writing, you're able to express yourself, right? And you're able to, to put your voice out there in and, and a different way. And that's what's so amazing about writing. It's like, you know, a podcast, I could talk to you and everything. And I can, I can have a conversation in person with you. But with writing, I get to put words on paper, words on a screen, and I get to send it out to you. And anyone, Anyone who ever picks it up or clicks on the link, whatever it may be, they get to read that. And they, for however long it takes to read that article, to read that that column, that blog, they get to read that. And they get to learn a bit of you, your identity, right? And that's what's great about writing is that each word is kind of depicting your identity and depicting this sense of who you are behind the words. And I think it's, I think it's beautiful. And I love to know that there are other individuals out there that feel the same way. Right. And I think with writing, it gives you this ability to put this love, this passion out there and you get to write about something that you're passionate about while you're also, while writing is your passion. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I think we're in such an awesome time where, you know, we can share something instantly and, you know, God knows how many other people can see it just like that. And so I think I really like I transfer my Instagram into something that I know that I can touch other people's hearts or just touch their minds and show them my ideas and opinions. Um, and like, you know, so quickly and with a vast amount of people. So I love just like, you know, the platform of Instagram that it gave me to um, really use it in a way that I can, you know, spread some opinions and education about, you know, sustainability and conservation and just kind of, you know, enjoying or just being able to think about nature and just to be able to remind ourselves um, to, you know, take a break and get outside and just, you know, if you can go on a walk, go on a walk and just kind of, 
you know, you know, just kind of recalculate your mind into, you know, thinking about how you live your life and what you can do um, just to better your mindset. And that kind of ties into mindfulness, which is what I also love um, to just talk and write about and kind of incorporate into sustainability, but just kind of being mindful about, you know, what we, you know, feed our bodies and we feed our minds um, when it comes to sustainability. Mm -hmm. That's great. What, what exactly, uh, as of recent or maybe in general, were some of the big things that you really try to be mindful of? Um, I think recently, um, when the pandemic happened, I became more mindful um, of just my time um, and being outside more and being okay with spending time with myself and kind of learning about the type of person that I was and the type of person that I could be, you know, with given the platform of Instagram. Um, and given the platform to kind of be able to educate others uh, into, you know, what I, um, what I've been trying to, I guess, you know, tell their people how to live, well, not how to live, but just, you know, like, hey, I live this way, like, it's easy, you know, you save some trees, <laughs> save the environment, I don't know. Um, so it's just kind of cool that um, I was able to kind of just rethink about, you know, what I'm doing and why, or, you know, what I'm buying and why or what I'm eating and why and where it comes from. Um, just It's kind of just like stepping back and just have an approach of, you know, understanding um, what you're given and we're given the opportunity of choice and to make decisions uh, that impact ourselves and our, you know, each other and the environment. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, you're using your tools at your advantage. It's something that Caleb just spoke about, you know. Um, I don't know if you really touched on like when you started writing, but for my, you know, my background of just like doing a bit of writing and poetry and everything, it's just been always a part of me. And now I just, like you said, it's almost about filling your own self up with these, this knowledge and this power. And, you know, you're doing all this inner work and it kind of flows out. You know, I don't, I, I guess just to answer my earlier question, I guess I'm answering my earlier question, but inspiration kind of comes with this overwhelmingness of just like, I'm overwhelmed with all this knowledge that I've been learning and I'm overwhelmed with these things and I want to share it in a very significant way. Um, it's interesting that you choose prose too. Um, I often kind of go with very existential, weird poetry sometimes. So if you ever do take a look at that, yeah, that's, that's how I express myself. So it's fun to hear that you're actually just providing like, look, this is what this is. Here's how I'm living. Not like you're saying, it's not dogmatic in the sense like you should live this way, but this is a lifestyle and people need to know that it exists. People don't think it's real. Like, let's go back to the earlier thing I said earlier, the earlier thing I said earlier, <laughs> what I was mentioning earlier uh, about how people can look at you like this hippie girl who doesn't know what she's talking about or that she lives in this world that's not real, you know, um, but just to show that it is real and I'm not only, the, I'm not the only one doing it, it creates, it kind of shuts those people up, you know, and it makes us more of a majority, majority to show that, look, this is a real life. And honestly, this is the way that's going to help us continue to live life, you know, so yeah. without, without the morality of it. <laughs> but um, I was going to ask, um, as far as information and knowledge, who do you watch on Instagram? Are there any platforms or podcasts that you are interested in that kind of, um, or any affiliates that you are interested in uh, talking about that have you know, filled your life as well? Um, yeah, there's a few platforms that I followed um, within the past year, and that's when um, I kind of started writing within the past year as well. Um, but just how I, you know, educate myself and the people that I follow on Instagram, um, there's one uh, group called Black Environmentalist, um, and they really do just advocate um, for 
environmental justice as well. And also uh, Green Girl Leah, she's um, an intersectional environmentalist also, um, and is another uh, influencer. Uh, I forgot their name, unfortunately, because I forgot. Um, but okay. this is, there's lots of, um, I've, you know, been able to really do research and really, you know, find people that look like me and also care about the environment, which is what I never really saw growing up. So it was just a whole like eye opener to see that like, oh, wow, like you guys love the environment too. Me too. And I love hiking. Me too. Like, and it's, it's weird because, you know, I, you know, growing up and, um, you know, my family, we didn't go outdoors, we didn't go camping. So I don't know how I fell in love with nature, but I just did. And so, um, you know, and even with school, I was just thinking about how, um, you know, I didn't have teachers of color and I don't have, you know, textbooks filled with people of color to show me that, you know, their way of, you know, living with the environment. Um, I didn't have that really inclusivity um, just growing in school. And so just, I have to kind of, you know, teach myself and, you know, read up on my, like, on myself and other cultures um, about, you know, environmental justice or about sustainability and about how other people live their lives in order to be sustainable also. Yeah, um, you touched on something really interesting and um, that just brings up another question, but just to kind of debunk some of the stuff you were saying or just like reflect, um, you're exactly right, you know, um, without the right, um, <laughs> at least they say like without the i priori data that we see through empirical evidence or through our eyes or our you know ears or just living in a, a certain environment it's like how did we get here and, and that's kind of the same thing i was saying earlier and i just think it's not to be punny but it's natural um these other things that we've been doing have been very unnatural and um very unsustainable within our own being um especially with mindfulness and i wanted to kind of touch on that as well um, just, just being mindful is not necessarily this hippie thing or this like, you know, this, uh, stigmatized psychology that has happened in our communities, um, you know, um, brown and black bodies and, um, Asian communities that may necessarily not want to go and get therapy, um, some parts of, um, Caucasian communities as well. But, um, I think there's a certain, um, stigma that is kind of being removed as we're kind of, you know, moving into our, you know, forward thinking, because now you're one of the influencers and I am. And, you know, just by us stepping mm -hmm. out, we're creating more of those voices for people to look up to that may not have the resources to kind of, you know, do that. So, you know, kudos to you for stepping out in a world as a pioneer in a way that like, is not easy. You know, um, I, I guess I, I bring that full circle to ask kind of like, um, how have you combined, you know, um, you know, your gender, your race, and all of this into this biggest amorphous blob of mindfulness as well as sustainability because ultimately this is the identity podcast and these are all <laughs> things that you identify as so can you explain a little bit more about that and how that has changed because i do think green girl leah is awesome by the way i meant to tell you um to answer that she's like super popular <laughs> but she's yeah. like buried to herself which is ironic um, that she's so popular because she really just is like really focused on what she's like really into, but she markets well. So that's, that's helpful too. So shout out to her if she ever does watch this podcast. Yes. But um, <laughs> I think that it has become a different face. It's not just the tree huggers anymore or the, you know, the non-for-profits that have all this organization. It's very much a grassroots thing, you know, right, Caleb? <laughs> like we're doing it on a daily basis. So um, how do you feel that mindfulness has played a part basically is my, my bigger question how, how do you feel that mindfulness has played a part 
in your development and your identity as uh, in your gender and your race? That's a great question. Um, so I really think that, you know, environmental justice really came to light a lot, especially last year. Um, but even in the sector of, you know, all these, you know, black and brown environmentalists, you know, just popping up, uh, finally being seen uh, really and shown. Um, we also have to kind of think about um, the people who really are affected by climate change first are the people who are on the frontline communities, people of lower income and people, um, unfortunately, black and brown folks as well. Um, you know, who live in communities that could be, you know, close to where there's, you know, possible, you know, flooding and, you know, a suitable rise, or just in communities where there aren't green spaces and where levels of temperature are higher, um, unfortunately. Um, and also just thinking about communities that, you know, are in these areas of food deserts, you don't have access to grocery stores and decent food, you know, within a few miles of where they live. And so I really just thought about the concept that you know it's great that i'm given this platform i feel like i'm privileged to give this plat to get this platform um and i felt like that i needed to you know spread the word um and really put myself out there um and i was just so scared to put my name out there and put my blogs out there but i did anyways because i knew that that was what i was supposed to do um and i know and i want other people you know who are also environmentalists or who also are curious about environmentalism to really understand and know that, you know, it's okay to, you know, spread the word about, you know, you, you know, loving plants or, you know, you talking about how, you know, you want to start growing your own food. Um, I think it's awesome to spread the word and really educate each other because I feel like even the platform of Instagram, the platform for podcasts, it's really just we're learning about each other, we're educating others. I think that's just an awesome this take on everything is that we're just kind of like a whole sector for learning and understanding and just kind of having a new way of thinking. <laughs> that's so, yeah, I, I think that's just a great way to do it. Um, you know, I, I, I just hope that you continue to say what you have to say and continue to talk to stuff, um, talk about stuff that you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Talk about sustainability. I mean, this guy's going to say pollution. <laughs> you stop that. No. Uh, hey, I'm you. not to the window. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> but um, I, I, I think that's super awesome. And I think that it has become a safe space for all uh, people to kind of come into this, this harmony. And I, I wanted to touch on, you know, not necessarily moving away from sustainability, but I think we've kind of um, exhausted some of that stuff, but it's the idea of mindfulness and being um, conscious of your emotions. You, you express fear in a very deep way. And I'm also very often, uh, often talking about my vulnerability about moving forward with things. I think that's helpful too. You know, um, a lot of people don't show very human emotions, <laughs> the very robotic motorized emotions. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of times uh, they tend to like, uh, lose a lot of following and lose a lot of connection. And mm -hmm. I don't feel disconnected from you. And I'm sure, you know, sometimes people actually just listen to our podcast and just hearing your voice. I'm sure this is a little different than writing for sure, but they're, I'm sure they're going to connect to you and um, shout out to all those people that are still paying attention. <laughs> and if you do listen to this later, um, but <laughs> I think that what we, what we have to kind of come to terms with is that we're human, you know, and that human experience that we're feeling is, very much needing nutrients, very much needing water and support and community. And those are much bigger things. Um, 
And finding people that look like you is part of that. Finding people that are doing things that you like is part of that. You know, um, you spoke about history and teachers and, you know, just growing up in a, in a, in a world that doesn't look like you. And I, I think that's something to be highlighted for sure. And I've definitely come from that background as well, um, where certain things just like didn't click, you know, it didn't make sense for me personally, as far as like history and stuff. And it seemed like it was for everyone else. And I just, you know, this, this world, that's why I made that comment about being natural. Because ultimately, you know, what brings us all together besides race and all this other stuff and you know, when me and Caleb sing Kumbaya when everyone leaves. No, uh, but it's, it's, it's the fact that we're naturally human and that we actually have these things that we love about ourselves and others. And that's what creates the environment. You know, um, capitalism is what's destroying us. There's no love there. There's, you know, here, here I go preaching about capitalism again. Um, I also own Bitcoin, so don't. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, and on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I see myself out. No, but um, I think I think what we're you know even even the mass migration of everyone moving to the south or away from bigger cities is putting us in a space that like we can all start to kind of like have communal land and and resources. So that's 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 all I wanted to highlight. So anyone that has felt like you know they don't fit in with their community, anyone that is still trying to start their own business. Anybody that's trying to start to do something, definitely know we did it afraid and that's why we're here. So, you know, cut it out and just move forward, you know, and I don't even mean like actually do it. I just mean like change the consciousness within your being, you know, um, on top of being eco-conscious, we have to be very self-conscious of what we're doing as well. Not in an anxiety type of way, but, you know, with how we move in our life and how we spend our time and what we do with that time. Yeah, awesome. I totally agree. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, was, I was like, I'm going to keep going, but I, I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> oh, man. So this is uh, my question is, would you start another community garden? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, would? That would be amazing. Yeah, I think like the hardest part is when you, you know, have the privilege to leave and graduate college is that you you're on your own and you don't have a teacher to tell you what to do or do this, do that. You have to kind of, you know, go read a book for yourself and learn for yourself now and you're not graded on it. So um, right. it's the concept of knowing that you have the responsibility um, to really make a difference if you want to. And so I would definitely, um, I already have awesome, uh, two awesome people from Peace who are the owners of Peace who would love to make a garden with me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm fully down for it. Um, and I, you know, I tried to do what I can um, in kind of growing food. So recently uh, I started growing my own green onions and I saw really? you put them in a jar with yeah, water. Yeah, please explain and, how you did that. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's literally just cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I bought, I just bought some fresh green onions and mm -hmm. I put them in a jar with water and filled it up to like about the stem where the white part ends and changed the water out every two to two days, I think. And they grow super duper fast. And they were amazing that's and delicious. Awesome. So that is awesome. Try it out. <laughs> yeah. I'll check that out. And that's yeah. also sustainable uh, financially too, right? You just like don't need any more. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. I love that. I love that aspect of it. You know, just to go back on my rant about capitalism, but from what I've gathered and I've learned, um, you know, not to get too religious or spiritual, I'm going uh, um, that the earth <laughs> or land that we provide actually brings so many resources. It's one of the most sustainable things in this world, you know, 
as much as I think about Bitcoin and stocks and all this other fun stuff, if I actually realized like, like even buying a plot of land and just like having a community garden, that'll be there forever. It'll literally have yeah. you eating forever. And I think that's, that's what we're kind of getting into. Like some of these like single use things, the temporary aspects of existence is becoming very much uh, a thing in the past, I think. Um, so longevity, man, that's what we're here for. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, so you're gonna... I feel. Oh, oh. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm gonna no, save uh... it for later. You go, you go, you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But to add on to what you're saying, uh, Leslie and Tark as well, this you know community garden. What's what's kind of interesting, and you can kind of create a uh, an analogy almost compared to life. Is the garden is going to last forever as long as you take care of it, right? Yes. And life continues as long as you take care of it and as long as you continue to you know the cycle of life the circle of life is going to continue as long as we are able to take care of the land that we are on right, right. very that was very existential but thank you thank you and and the, you know i this mindset i i think is a, a great mindset to have to be able to realize you know we we ourselves are kind of like our garden you know, we we as humans are a garden. We're a part of this larger community, this larger community garden that is, you know, we're, we're growing, we're watering ourselves and we're we're growing and we're we're uh, putting planting the seeds, which could be which could be created as children. Maybe um, family could be seen and 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 uh, portrayed as maybe our interest, our hobbies as we span into other things, anything like that. We and ourselves are a part of this large community garden. And I think that's what's beautiful about sustainability and being eco-conscious and having this eco-lifestyle is the fact that we are simply taking a step back from just a first-person perspective. And we are looking at it almost in the third person. And we are looking at the what the what we have on this world, what the world has given us, right? This earth. And looking at it and being able to realize how we can give back or what we need to do to give back. And I think, you know, it could be something as simple as blogging. It could be talking about it on social media. It could be whatever it is. But you, Leslie, have found something to help grow the garden. And that's writing. Grow the garden. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Sounds amazing, Caleb. Thank you. I don't know how I do it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Grow the garden. Good highlight for the for the day, for sure. Yes. I really did you want to share anything else, Leslie? Um, I did want to kind of touch on um activism. Yes. Um and I was just thinking um that you know there's no one way to be an activist um you know some people can march and some people can educate some people can organize groups and create campaigns um but you know there's no one way to be a certain activist you, you know you can do what you can um so i think it's you know you can even you know write to your senator um you know there's uh, last week there was this uh, website um, that I was able to write to my senator about banning plastic bags in Maryland. And so I did, wow. um, you know, so it's really simple. Yeah. Just these simple, you know, things that we can, you know, look to, 
And we just have to do our research on kind of finding ways to kind of put our voice out there to try to make a difference, um, you know, in the world or in our community. Um, because I think that's a huge um, importance of community aspects of, you know, making sure your community is taken care of um, and the people are taking care of your community as well. And so I always think about, um, you know, educating yourself on, you know, who's your governor, who's your senator, you know, who is, you know, managing your community um, and really know that you can make a difference and by boosting your opinion to what you want to see or what, of what you want done. So I think it's also important to really educate ourselves. Um, and, you know, even during the pandemic, I, you know, started, you know, educating myself a lot more by watching panels and listening to podcasts and, you know, kind of like having a schedule of like, um, you know, oh, this podcast, this panel, it's about this, it's about that. So I would just schedule my time when I had free time to listen and learn from, you know, these experts or just, you know, these people or influencers who's making a difference and who can really educate us, you know, on what's going on or what to do to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to research and doing the diligent work to actually be an active activist, you know. Um, you know, a lot of stuff we mentioned kind of earlier, not necessarily as passive, but it's definitely much more on a smaller scale and stuff that affects us on a daily basis and our perfect um, emissions and carbon emissions and waste management and stuff. But I think that um, there is more. There's definitely more out there. Um, you know, we don't want to daunt anybody, but you definitely can write letters. You definitely can, like I said, start a garden or get, in, get involved with a garden or get involved with another community that's already starting to do stuff like, um, you know, some of our friends that I guess we can mention later um, that are doing great things that we've mentioned on this show. Um, and I think that it does matter. It really does matter to kind of push forward. You know, you kind of mentioned like you can do it, you know, kind of push forward and try <laughs> to go look yeah. forward for it, you know. Um, and that's 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 definitely helpful for me, too, because I think there's a lot more I could be doing as well, for sure. So uh, the joke I was going to say not to, <laughs> was when are we getting this award winning Hawaiian shirt, man? Oh, I don't know if it's award winning. Is that award winning? <laughs> it's not award winning, but I can grab it. Give me one second. I mean, I don't want to ruin the next show's shirt, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. But uh, uh, he's this is this is a thing we've had. Uh, he has a different Hawaiian shirt for pretty much every day, almost at this point, which is not the most sustainable thing. But eventually, we're gonna turn something into it. Um, he's like, let me let me preface this by saying, he's he's owned all of these Hawaiian shirts since before ever. Right. You know so, what? That's start? awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I I have. I really have. I have like 35, 36 Hawaiian shirts. Um, now you may think, hmm, are they sustainable? In a sense, the material not always sustainable. Some of them fair, are fairly sustainable, but not always. But I do thrift most of them. Mo the majority of them are thrifted, which is great. And right. uh, I like Tarks that I've had them for a very long time. Right. And so if you think about it, I mean, I feel like that's fairly sustainable. I don't typically get rid of them. If I do, it's to someone else that needs right. it or, or would like it or anything. Needs Hawaiian shit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you need a little, you need a little tropicalness in your life. Okay. <laughs> but this is the, uh, the latest Ooh. one here. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like the color. Yeah. Thank like you. It. Yeah. I, I feel like blue is always a good go-to here. Go -to. But this one, yeah. this in, 
This one is a little bit more sustainable compared to the rest. This is not made out of cotton, which is nice. Um, unfortunately, one I am having today is, but. <laughs> what I was going to say is, Caleb, um, you know, I, this is something I've talked about before, but never on air. But like, if any shirt ever gets ripped or anything, I'm sure you could just use it for something else because you love it so much. Like, you have. Yeah, That's awesome. I have. Like, I, uh, did I, you buy your curtain like that or did you make it? It's a tapestry. I bought the tapestry, tapestry, but it's it's completely made out of like sustainable fabric and everything, that's, which is really awesome. cool. Yeah, I, I made awesome. sure that I did that. And yeah, it, it definitely suits me well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I have I have that. And then I have. Um, uh, yeah. And then I also have. Um, let's see. I've made I actually have a family member making me a mask. Um, right now, which is pretty cool. And it will be based out of like old material of like shirts that I've had, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so that way it's that sustainable factor. And then I've also, um, I turned one into a rug once. Um, yeah, I like had two older ones that like were kind of maybe ripped or, or uh, dingy because I wore it so much. Oops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> enjoyed it exactly, exactly some of them were also old when i picked them up at like thrift stores right, right. Like... They were thrifted. <laughs> but yeah you no, know, that's you... awesome thank yeah, you yeah it's it's stuff. really cool being able to to do new to new do new stuff like that and that's one nice thing is that you know if i as i find more or and sometimes i get a lot of people that will give me a give me oh wow give me a hawaiian shirt uh Maybe it's like they wore it for an event and it's like, I don't need it anymore. So they give it to Caleb and it's like, okay. <laughs> Adding to the collection. Yeah. Adding to the collection. That's awesome though. <laughs> Thank yeah, like you. You're giving it a second life, which is all about sustainability. Just, you know, exactly. reusing what you have and giving it a second life and thinking about, you know, single use items don't have to be single use. You can reuse things again and or repair right. them again. Exactly. Right. And exactly. that's, and that's what's great about, you know, sewing and knitting and everything. And, and that's something that's cool is that I, I have a lot of people in my circle and my family that are big with sewing. And so I had one shirt that did actually have a rip and I didn't I wasn't ready to turn it into something else yet. I wanted to wear it. Right. And so, so I had I had someone be able to stitch it up for me and it looks brand new. It looks great. Right. And that's that's one of the things um, you run into with the thin material. But at the same time um it's uh it's really nerdy to know that we're talking about hawaiian shirts now but uh it's it's no. great it's great because it does have that sustainability factor as we're yeah as we're mentioning. that's what i was gonna say yeah yeah i was gonna awesome. say um two things um i it, great idea like if she does want to um i don't know if it's your aunt or whatever if she still wants to like make those we can definitely start offering them too on our uh website so keep that in mind. Look, Caleb's doing a thing. He's doing a thing. <laughs> he's, he's got a he's got a whole strategy. He does that, by the way. Um, but no nope time. Other thing I was gonna <laughs> what I was gonna say was um, second second to that is um, basically the fact that I, I want to just call highlight to like all these like old timey like skill sets that are kind of becoming more and more apparent nowadays with you learning, uh, Leslie, learning how to do farming. I mean, that's time in memoriam, obviously. We've been learning the farm, but even stitching and sewing, like fast fashion is machine printed mostly. That's why everybody's clothes look the same. So without artisans and, and all this other aspect of people that have been kind of pushed to the side, the mom and pop stores, even some thrifting stores have gone out of business. Um, 
that that type of world is creating us into this utilitarian, destructive way. And I think by adding more human community, more hands to the work, more, you know, now you have this like cool patch from someone that put that in there. You know, I love patchwork and, you know, different ideas. It's almost like a, getting a tattoo for your shirt. <laughs> that sounds weird, but, um, you know, it has, it has memory and it has thought and it has, it means something that someone actually put their hands to it, a human person put their hands to it. So mm -hmm. I, I just, just highlighting that, some of those more archaic skills like that were kind of taken out of school like home ec and like learning how to cook sustainable yeah. food and like all this other stuff was you know not necessarily maybe by design but has pushed a lot of people away from you know the reality of what we're living in a much more natural state you know if we were somewhere lost and you know we happen to just have a sewing kit i guarantee you we could make like loin cloth and like all this other stuff and you know kind of make a sustainable life you know i really truly feel like we've become dependent upon um the worlds that we're living in especially because i'm from the city so i, I could speak on it a little more but you know people are very dependent on the supermarket and you know the you know the local corner stores and you know you know some of that stuff has been sitting there for years <laughs> you know people still eat that stuff um but um i think that you know just as we come to a close you know for the hour mark you know i just wanted to make sure that people also implore you know any ideas of writing skills or sewing or you know whatever it may be that actually will actually help you know create better things as well that in itself is sustainable to yourself you know yeah <laughs> yes definitely yeah i definitely want to encourage people to really think about you know you can grow your, your own food you know i have you know green onions sitting like on the counter in my kitchen and it's not close to a window it's like and they still grow so, I mean, you know, you don't have to have a huge backyard to be able to grow a garden. Um, you know, there are ways that you can, you know, grow container veggies and just, you know, have a container, put soil, put your seeds and, you know, see what happens. So I think it's important to try it out um, and really know that, you know, you can grow something. Um, if right. you just try and if you fail, it's okay. Just try. try again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Plants are pretty unforgiving sometimes, but they always do grow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> especially if you take a piece of it and then just start over. <laughs> you do a couple cloning process, you'll get the right, you'll get the right formula for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it today because you make fun of me, but do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> well, it's uh it's been a honestly, this has been a really great episode. It really has. It's been a lot of fun. I've learned so much and we've just had a great time. And uh, I think it's been very insightful. And I hope it's been insightful for yourself, Leslie, uh, Tarek, and all of our subscribers, our listeners and viewers. Thank you for everyone who's been tuning in. We've had a, a large crowd tonight. And so very grateful for everyone uh, coming in and out. And we hope everyone who listens to the, to the podcast that they enjoy it as well. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a great time. So thank you again, Leslie, for coming on to the show. We're so grateful for you. And uh, we can't wait to continue to discover your identity and have you back on. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again. It's it's absolutely an honor. And uh, I think I interrupted Tark. What were you going to say? No, I was, I was just going to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being my friend no yes. um <laughs> right all right he's feeling it i'm feeling it let's go <laughs>
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a great show. So thank you as always for listening and watching the Identity Podcast. Once again, presented and brought to you by Find Your ID NYC. Don't forget to go ahead and follow the Identity Podcast on all social media platforms and check us out. Check our podcast on all streaming platforms. We are available on all streaming platforms, including Spotify and Google and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, all those platforms were out there. Don't forget that if you love the Identity Podcast and want to sponsor us, well, you can email us at press at findyouridnyc.com to do so, and we'll get back to you with more details. Don't forget to listen to the Identity Podcast on Brick Media every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, we have a brand new episode being featured on Brick Media for Brick Media Brooklyn, Brick uh, Radio. It's a, an amazing thing. We're very, very grateful to have that partnership. And of course, if you want identity merch, guess what? You can actually shop identity merch on Teespring. Link is in Find Your ID NYC's Instagram bio. And we have more stuff coming soon. Maybe even sustainable merchandise. Uh, who knows? Um, I wrote it down. Um, <laughs> but so really great stuff. Enjoying the identity podcast and going green, being sustainable, and trying our absolute best to help save the earth. Uh, we are we are this garden, right? We are all part of this community garden. And let's let's grow it, right? Let's plant seeds. Let's grow. Woo! Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. But as we wrap up here, uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Caleb, along with my fellow lovely co-host, Tarek, and it has been such an honor to to host the show every single week. And I tell you, next week is a pretty exciting show because we celebrate Earth Day. That's right, our Earth Day special next Wednesday at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time on April 21st, our Earth Day special. We have a large cast of amazing people here. We're so we're so excited. I cannot Leslie wait. Leslie will be joining us, right? Yep, Leslie will be back on the show. It's going to be a great, a great, uh, I think we have about six or seven guests. And then stay tuned for identity exclusive content as well we have a lot of love our uh, international friends uh, who will not be able to make the live show we'll be doing uh, pre-recorded stuff for identity exclusive so very excited for that so stay tuned for that stay tuned for next week's show it'll be great as always you've been listening and watching the identity podcast thanks as always we'll catch you next week